Welcome to Beyond the Numbers, where Weaver professionals talk business and accounting. We'll explore a wide variety of topics from tax law and accounting standard changes to managing cyber, fraud, financial, and operational risks. What do these issues mean to your business? Join us as we go Beyond the Numbers to find out. Welcome to the Weaver Beyond the Numbers Real Estate Edition podcast. I'm Howard Altschuler, partner in charge of real estate services. And as always, I'm joined by Rob Nowak, tax partner here in the Dallas office. Um, today, I also want to introduce our special guest, um, David Vasquez, tax partner from the San Antonio office. David is our first guest on the podcast, so we're really happy to have him here. Um, and I'm sure, Rob, you're pretty happy to have a, um, another tax partner joining you. Um, please don't talk too many code sections. Today. Nothing but code sections today, just for oh, you. Oh boy, can't can't wait. Um, next time we'll bring in an audit partner. We'll start talking ASCs. Sure. Um, I, I do want to give our disclaimer that our podcast is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes, and we're not doing anything constituting tax advice. If you have any questions about any um, tax or accounting issues that you need some help with, please contact your advisor or give one of us a call. In fact, give one of us a call. We'd be happy to help. Um, so Rob, what's on your mind for today? Well, you know, one of the dominant topics the last 11 months as we've dealt with the pandemic has been the Paycheck Protection Program, also known as PPP. PPP was enacted as part of the CARES Act in March of 2020, and then was further clarified at the end of December when the Consolidated Appropriations Act was passed. Um, but David and I and many of our colleagues, um, as we've gotten down the road into compliance season, um, we've continued to see some questions and issues that have persisted as we've tried to deal with the impact of the act. So David, what are a couple of the things that you're talking to clients about and what are some of the concerns that we're having? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. But with regard to the PPP program, one of the interesting things that came out of it is back in early January when the uh, tax bill was enacted in late December and early January, as we talked to clients, there was a lot of relief that they had clarification that the expenses that had been paid for with PPP funds were certainly gonna be deductible, mm -hmm. which created a, a great deal of relief. Um, and also the clarification that to the extent that there was forgiveness of the loan, uh, that would be considered uh, equivalent to tax exempt income, which would increase their basis. And then really it kind of sat for a bit as clients worked on closing out their books and started presenting books to us uh, for preparation of the tax return. And that's when we started to notice a potential disconnect. And that is that while the expenses are deductible in 2020, for those taxpayers that received forgiveness in 2021, the uh, forgiveness and the increase in basis will occur in 2021. And, and so, when you say increase in basis, we're talking about flow through entities like partnerships and S corporations that yes. owners of which would receive tax basis for liabilities. That's what we're referring to. Well, tax basis for um, because attributable to tax exempt income. Okay. Right. And, and so for those taxpayers that have basis limitations, they, and there, where there's a decoupling of the expense and the income and basis increase, there's potential that the 2020 expenses that they've taken will not be deductible uh, once it flows through to their personal return because they lack at-risk basis. That would cause those expenses to be suspended 
and deductible in 2021 when they have a sufficient basis to take those losses. Yep, that's the basis piece that I was talking about. Certainly, they'll get basis. We know that they're going to get basis for the tax exempt income, but um, would they also? Is there also that basis impact with respect to whether or not that loan is considered an at risk liability for purposes of deducting losses? Well, there's certainly a great deal of doubt, um, and in terms of recourse basis, it's highly unlikely uh, that one could claim that. At least that's my opinion, because the Small Business Administration is in fact a guarantor of the PPP loan. And it'd be hard to claim recourse debt if someone else is the guarantor. And then there's also a great deal of doubt if it would be considered non-recourse liabilities, which wouldn't help you with taking losses, but may help with taking a distribution. Um, but but it's, it's unlikely you could get there as well because it, the, the intent is not to pay the loan back. Right. The, the way that the law is written is you kind of get the best of both worlds from the deductibility of the expense and the non-taxability of the income, but you may have to be patient depending on what your situation is. That, that's correct. And how does okay. that play then, David, with the, the loss carryback rule? So, you know, let's say, you know, we're, we're not taking, um, we're not able to take the losses in 2020 because, you know, we don't have the forgiveness. And that is not a liability for at-risk purposes. So we're not getting tax bases against which we can offset deductions. But, but there is otherwise a loss where we would then have a basis limitation. So it kind of seems like we're somewhat trap-blocked by the fact that we can't take those losses. What happens with the ability to then carry back those losses when forgiveness is achieved in 2021? Well, unfortunately, I think if, if uh, taxpayers who sustain that operating losses in 2020 have the ability to carry those uh, losses back for five years. And if, if we can't take the loss in 2020, then it becomes a 2021 matter. And, and I don't believe those losses are eligible for five-year carryback. Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. It's, you know, one of those unintended consequences, um, you know, that seems like it's come into play just on the, on the nature of the two laws and not only the way they were drafted, but also the anticipated timing of, when some of that relief was going to be needed in terms of carry back and such. It'll be interesting to see if, you know, there's yet another update. Um, you know, we, we have a new law that I think is being signed, uh, if not today, tomorrow. Um, wonder if there will, you know, yet be another patch on, you know, PPP at some point uh, further down in the spring or in the summer. Yeah. And it, and it actually, I just so, received an alert that it did pass. Okay. Good deal. It, did, it was deal. signed in the law. Well, that, that should help a lot of people with the stimulus checks and the unemployment mm -hmm. benefits. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm very happy for, for, for that. So, you know, speaking of unintended consequences um, and, you know, things kind of going slower than expected, um, David, when we were talking earlier, you mentioned that some people are having some concerns with respect to um, debt covenants that have popped up um, as a result of this. Can you get into that a little bit? Correct. Yes. Uh, we, we've talked to quite a few taxpayers, actually, who are very concerned that if the PPP loan, which they already know has been forgiven, is still on their balance sheet as of 12-31-20, they have concerned that they might be in violation of their debt covenants. And so some have interpreted uh, various guidance that's come out uh, that probably isn't appropriate, but have interpreted the guidance to mean that, hey, if I already know that it's going to be forgiven, and it in fact has been forgiven, I can take it off my balance sheet as of 12-31-20. And um, we're having to have 
in some cases, some you know, conversations over over that issue. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that that's a that that's an issue. I mean, I, I get it. It's it's probably a real issue for some folks, but at the same time, I mean, I've talked to a number of other um, people who have had debt covenants and basically the thought processes for 2020, you kind of just throw them all out the window um, because everything else financially speaking has been thrown out the window anyway. So um, it would seem, you know, ultimately with a discussion with the lender, maybe not a big issue, but it does highlight the importance of uh, making sure that you are having those discussions with your lenders and other interested parties about things in your financial statements um, to make sure that they understand what's going on and you don't you know, at least try and minimize the unintended consequences. Sure. But David, if if a taxpayer had their loan forgiven in 2020 and they pick up the tax exempt income, seemingly those are not the those are not the entities with the issue here. It really is those entities that were somewhere in a state of the forgiveness process whose applications were not finalized by the end of 2020. Those are the ones that really should be reaching out to us for some guidance. Correct. In fact, what's interesting is that a lot of uh, taxpayers that I've spoken to have suggested that they held off on filing their application for forgiveness until the very end of 2020, despite the fact they had the package ready, but at the, on the advice of their lender, they were told to wait for some new forgiveness forms and applications to come out. So in many cases, they held off, uh, not knowing that they could potentially fall into this trap. Ouch. Well, Howard, I think that might all be we have time for today. We're coming sort of coming up on our time limit. I definitely want to thank David. David, we really appreciate you you being here and and um, the information that you're providing. And um, you know, be sure to um, we'll have us posted out for LinkedIn to everybody, posted out on LinkedIn for everybody, um, and so that y'all can can find us that way. Right. Thanks a lot. And certainly we'll post on uh, weaver.com as well. Please always uh, browse over to weaver.com for all of our white papers, thought leadership, not only from Howard and I and David, um, but from our firm in general. There's a tremendous wealth of resources there that y'all can avail yourselves of. And we hope to see you back next week. Thanks. Thank you.